0: everybody, welcome back to the show and today we have got uh, a topic that i 'm very familiar with and you if you 've been paying attention to the show, should be familiar with it too it 's a topic that comes up quite often it 's a topic that uh, and a strategy that i 've used with multiple uh, clients of mine and it 's one of the single best ways to get your foot in any door to grow your business to establish thought leadership and And really make an an impact, whether it's on a handful of people that you want to deliver a ton of value to or potentially change the world. We're talking about book publishing, self-publishing more specifically. And I've invited Chandler Bolt, who I'll introduce you to in a second, to join me on the show because he's got a really interesting story, methodology, and um, strategies to share with you. But before I do that, I want to give you uh, just a little bit of context here. So we're going to talk about self-publishing and the power of a book in your, in your business, but that last part right there about the book in your business is what it's all about. We're not going to talk about how to publish you know, that erotica novel you've always wanted to write, and we're not going to talk about how to publish your little you know, Game of Thrones knockoff fantasy series. There are other courses out there. There's other resources. However, publishing a book is uh, a tremendous lead-in to anybody's business. I have personally used it to uh, to, to use it as a foot in the door to publish, uh, I think I've published by now eight books, and I've got another one on the way, of other cl- people who've become clients. It's been a tremendous foot in the door for me where I, I offer to do this work with them, and it leads to very um, lucrative consulting deals. the The other uh, kind of, cool part about publishing a book is that there's nothing quite like the, uh, I guess, the image to the general public that you're a published author, whether you're books in bookstores or just on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or iBooks, whatever, that leads people to see you as a much more credible person than (laughs) maybe you are. Uh, Anybody really can publish a book these days with the tools and tips and tricks out there Uh, Amazon has just done amazing things to democratize the world of self-publishing, and there's never been a better time to capitalize on this. However, a lot of you are probably sitting around thinking, but I don't have time to write a book. I don't know what I would write about. I have no idea how to market it or what to do. Plus, I don't see making millions of dollars off of this book. I mean, I'm going to sell it for, what, 99 cents to 10 bucks or, or so, how is it going to make a real difference in my life? Well, we're going to dive into that. I'm going to teach you some things that you probably never thought about. And Chandler, who I'll introduce one more second, in one more second, is also going to uh, reveal some of the stuff he's done. And uh, I'm actually very interested because he's got a best-selling book as of right like today on Amazon and probably some other places. And I want to find out how he just hit that so, without any further ado, let me introduce you to Chandler Bolt. Chandler, Chandler,
1: are you there, buddy? Yes, sir, I'm here.
0: Cool. Well, thanks for joining me, man. I uh, this is a subject that's near and dear to my heart, and you know, we met, we had lunch not too long ago, and I love what you're doing at Self Publishing School. And you are uh, you. You just told me that You're 21 years old. Am I right?
1: Yes, sir. That's awesome.
0: I, my cousin, uh, my cousin Michael. I'm going to make him listen to this. Big shout out to him because in about a week he turns 21, and I'm going to force him to listen to say, look, you know, these are some stuff that you can do as well. Absolutely, anybody can do this. You're never too young. You're never too old. But I want to ask a little bit about your backstory. Is this the first book you've written? I know it's not, but give me a little bit of backstory on your involvement in the world of self-publishing. totally justify why you're on my show
1: today yeah well you know I I dropped out of school at at 20 years old at at that point I'd done like close to 320,000 in business and that's when I kind of wrote my first book got into this this whole publishing world and the first book kind of took off and you know the book it's funny right before the podcast today I refreshed it like I've been doing probably 50 times over the last hour because <laughs> the the book just launched and we just hit number one in all of entrepreneurship. So like, congratulations! Over, over, thanks, man. It's, it's really exciting. You, you heard me let out a, a cry. Yeah, That's right, a, a, a screech right before this show. Cool, so It was so, awesome.
0: So let me back up just a second because you said a few things that I don't want to gloss over. A, you did about three hundred thousand and change in various businesses prior to this. So Real briefly,
1: the kind of businesses you've been involved with were what? what? So started in high school, ran the canteen, Mm -hmm. made a couple grand off of that. Um, Then went up to like a landscape and lawn care business, made like 10 grand um, prepping for college and saving money for college, Mm -hmm. Um, and then got involved in an internship uh, called Student Painters and uh, did my first six-figure business um, with those guys. And then came back the next year uh, to do uh, 192 grand, and that's when I was able to teach a few other guys to run their own businesses uh, and kind of took that to the next level. Cool.
0: So yeah, the, these businesses had nothing to do with self-publishing, but nope. your first book that was self-published was called what?
1: Uh, the first book was called "The Productive Person."
0: Right. So a book on productivity and time management habits for busy people, right?
1: Yep, and more specifically for entrepreneurs.
0: Right. Perfect. So that book, you got it out there. Uh, it, was, it was your first one. You, you
1: just sit down and write it. How did you write the book? Uh, me and uh, my mentor at the time is now my business partner. Um, we wrote it in Google Docs over Google Hangout mostly. That's awesome. Uh, we get onto just writing sessions, and, and we wrote it in, in Google Docs. And you know, we didn't even intend to sell it to begin with, but we put it together. Um, then I I went to study abroad in Austria. Um, I was still in school, and we kind of just did a little MVP launch of the book, and put it out while I was in Austria, and then kind of took off. We dethroned David Allen's Getting Things Done, that's It was like great. the Productivity Bible. You know, it was number one in time management, and he lowered his price from ten bucks to three twenty-nine, which was you know cheaper than our book. And so that's when he regained his spot. But that was kind of we the the book sold a bunch. Um, it made close to seven grand in the first month. Um, while I was just snowboarding really in, in Austria. <laughs> that's awesome. So it, that was kind of when I got the taste of, of passive income from a book and then we in, went on to build a business off that book and just kind of all, all sorts of things. And When I dropped out of school, that book was bringing in two, four grand a, a month and so that actually kept my head afloat
0: that's when a, I had no money coming in. That's beautiful. That's passive income at its finest, right? Oh, for sure. Cool. So here are the topics I'm, I've got in mind that I want to talk about today and this is – mainly for the listeners to know, all right, Brad, where are you going to take this and what's in it for me? So I want to talk briefly about um, how you promoted the very first book, especially if you were coming out. I mean, you didn't have a big business full of a bunch of book buyers, right? I I don't imagine. So I want to know how you initially promoted that. Mm -hmm. I want to... The the next step I want to talk about, because I guarantee there's a lot of people out there who think, man, i got a book in me or I bet I could use it, but I have no idea how to sit down and write it, and doesn't it take years to write a book, and uh, you and I both know it does not, so I want to go over some tips and tricks to write a book and write it quick and get it out there. I want to talk about, I want to revisit that promotion strategy, so in the beginning I want to talk about how you promoted your book, but now I want to talk about some of the other cool ways that people can promote their book that you may not have known back then. And then I want to kind of finish this up with some of the other unique strategies and tactics that folks can use their book for to, to grow their business. And once more, folks, this is not about the a book as a business. This is a the book should be part of your business. It should be a lead in. So let's get started with uh, a little bit of the backstory. You wrote your book, The Productive Person, or you co-wrote it with another, with another mentor, now business partner. What did you do to promote the book? Yeah. Hey, we've got the book. It's already done. Self-publish it. It's on Amazon and other places. Walk me through that.
1: Yeah. So um, and I, I love what you said about the whole book is not a business and also that it doesn't take a long time to write because we went from book idea to bestseller in two and a half months. And this is while traveling, while doing all that. So it can be very – that's like literally from having the thought about maybe we would write a book to like we're number one on Amazon, two and a half months. So like it can happen really quick. Um, but what we did to promote is we really didn't have a list, we didn't have an audience, we didn't have much of anything. Um, but we did have some friends on Facebook, and we did have kind of a little bit of a marketing brain. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we what we did right off the bat is we had we got people involved. So we started getting people to vote on our covers, vote on our titles, Facebook
0: friends, social media. Yeah,
1: brands. oh yeah, and and so people started voting, so they felt involved. Mm-hmm. Um, they felt like it was, they they helped with the book, you know, we were actually listening to their feedback. And so we we created this launch story, you know, as Jeff Walker talks about, we were doing it without even ever heard of him or, you know, like his process. But like, looking back, we were kind of doing what he teaches of like, creating this launch story where instead of hammering people over the head with buy my book, buy my book, it's coming out, mark your calendar, like all that, (laughs) you know, that no one cares about. We were building a story. And then We built a little pre release list of 124 people, so not that big at all. And uh, we released the book to them. We took a very specific uh, angle. So a lot of people were talking about productivity and, you know, like kind of the the pillars of things that will always sell, right? Are are things about relationships, about how to lose weight, how to make money, and how to be more productive.
0: Health, wealth, and relationships. Absolutely.
1: So a lot of people were writing about productivity, which for most people, would maybe be like, okay, well, I shouldn't write a book on that; it's too competitive. But for us, we just carved out our little niche inside there. Like, no one was talking about productivity for entrepreneurs. Really? So, although I mean, uh, I mean yeah, people although what's would,
0: funny, what's funny is those are probably the only people buying them. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you know, like, but nobody yeah. was necessarily addressing that. But yeah. those are the ones who are, you know, always working on themselves, buying it, etc. That's great. Okay, so um, 124 people on the pre-release list. I love how you said you. Uh, you know, make it a story, bring them along with you. Don't hammer them over the head, but enlist them in the process. And, uh, you know, I mean, crowd crowdfunding is got that same spirit where people enlist, you know, they enlist others, help us, you know, fund us to help us create this. And then when it comes out, you've almost got that tribe of people who've got a vested interest in seeing it happen. So, what happened next? You pre released, 124 people did not a success
1: make. So what, what happened? <laughs> yeah, so um, we kind of followed a, a little formula. Um, so we, we went for free to begin with. Right. And we got 5,200-something uh, downloads in the first three and a half days. Mm-hmm. And then we uh, switched over to paid at, like we manually cut it off. So that's one thing that uh, people who do the, the free-to-paid promo, a lot of times they, they neglect that. And so Amazon cuts it off at, midnight pacific which is like three in the morning on the east coast which no one's buying books then
0: yeah.
1: um so we kind of capitalize on that you have a three-hour time window when you know i'm sure you know this like the free and the pay charts are are mutually exclusive right yeah. they they don't affect each other's rankings yeah they used you to mean,
0: way back in the day but not anymore.
1: <laughs> before my time right. <laughs> um, but so we took advantage of that three-hour time window we switched over to paid you know, we targeted keywords. We targeted categories that we could own, um, and and kind of went after reviews and made that a big part of our strategy. Since that's like the long-term success plan for Amazon. Okay. Did and you do that,
0: did, how did you do that? Did you do that with your uh, friends, family, 124-person interest list, and just really requested? Did you do anything else different?
1: Yeah. So we uh, we sent out. Um, we gave people pre-release copies of the book. And then we scrap for everyone. We did a ton of personal thank you videos, like 30-second videos. So thanking people for their support and then a little call to action at the end. Like, hey, the single biggest thing you can do is leave us a review. So you um,
0: said you did these thank you videos like individually for, for people or you did them for – where did you explain that?
1: Yeah, so we did those individually. And that really moved the needle because it's a, a level of personal touch that nobody does. But how
0: did you – like I, I'm, I'm not – Putting those two together. So, if somebody left you a review, you'd send
1: them a thank you video. No. So, if, if if people would express interest in our book, and we would track it, like maybe if they shared it on Facebook, okay. if they shared it on LinkedIn, or you know, whatever, any sort of support that they given us, we would record a thank you video um, thanking them for that action, and then asking them to leave a review at the oh, end. So just
0: kind
1: of going the extra mile. Yeah, I and like it was like we made it funny. We did. We would like do a little dance, <laughs> just awesome. like had fun with it, and then send it out, and just like high level of, of personal touch. Okay,
0: perfect. So then, um, then what else? What else kind of helped get you over the hump? Because I know, you know, for folks who aren't familiar with the whole free strategy, Amazon allows you to give your book away, the Kindle version for free for a limited time, like five days, for instance, before uh, you know you switch it over to paid. And a lot of times what happened, I mean, that 5,200 downloads, that did not, all of a sudden you weren't getting 5,200 buyers because it doesn't translate like that. What helped kind of push you over the edge to get extra um, publicity? Because still, I mean, did did it just really grow organically like that or did you do anything to put that in front of a lot of people?
1: Um, We we maximize our organic reach. So we went after specific keywords that we knew were being searched a lot and that weren't too competitive. So we start out going for time management, mm-hmm. and then we realized that there's a bunch of books called time management, so that those keywords were really competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we switched our, our strategy to productivity, and then we kind of keyword loaded our book description. We used our keywords in the back end of Amazon to go after productivity, so then we ranked highly for that. Um, and you know, statistically, like usually about 60% of Book purchases go to the top three in any category or in any keyword. So whatever categories we went after, um, and whatever keywords we went after, we made sure that we could rank in the top three. Okay. And then for categories, we cross categorized, so we didn't just put it in two different business categories. We put it in a business one and a self help, and then a sub a sub category that we could get to the top of, and that had some decent traffic.
0: Okay. Did you do any paid media advertising? buying ads
1: and emails? Did you, did you do anything like that? We did a, a very, very little bit of Facebook ads. Okay. But I'm talking like maybe 50 bucks. Yep. 50, 100 bucks. And this was after the fact. Um, so a lot of the beginning stuff was organic. And the only time we started doing any paid stuff was after the fact when we, when we were like, when we were already sure that the book was a success. And we we're like, okay, let's try to make this even bigger.
0: Nice, I love it. Okay. So that alone to give every listener uh, – You know, like sigh of relief, like okay, these guys didn't spend a lot of money to promote this. It was a little bit, you know, a little bit elbow grease and getting out there. I I love the thirty-second little thank you videos and just really encouraging with the word of mouth. That's the way books really spread these days, as it is. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so things took off, and I guess it it caught hold, started being uh, really well received, like you said, and it started doing really well. Now. You started, and I'm skipping forward a little bit, because folks yep. can, you know, I want them to get the most out of this time we've got together. So, the next topic I want to talk about, because you, soon after you started teaching people how to do this, and you opened up your own you know, educational system and kind of home study course where people learn how to self-publish, you know, on their own. Uh, from talking to my clients, from doing this myself, etc., I know one of the biggest hurdles is... The thought of sitting down to write a book is probably akin to standing at the base camp of Mount Everest and going, oh God, <laughs> find that thing now." So, where do you start? What do you tell people? Let's just say, um, you know, they've got a general concept for a book, and they know they want one. They know they want it to help with the lead generation, et cetera. How do they start? What's the best ways to get the book out? As quick as possible and still be a quality
1: book? Yeah, so that's a great question. And that, that's something that so many people struggle with is, is the not, I don't have enough time or I'm not an expert, or all that stuff. So we kind of broke it down to a three step writing process. Mm-hmm. This is something that one of my mentors taught me. This is how I wrote my first book. It was 225 pages, wrote it in a week. Um, and it's funny like, The Productive Person was actually the second book I wrote. But the first one I put out,
0: <laughs>
1: it's like the other one took way longer.
0: Um, okay, but, so that's, so that's, that's great. 225 pages in one week. Yeah, uh, Most people think that would take them one year, if not longer. So what are the three steps?
1: Yep. So uh, the, the first step, and this is going to sound so elementary, but it works. <laughs> but uh, the first step is mind map. So maybe take uh, that fuzzy idea, that fuzzy, you know, just – Baby, egg, idea, and you write that down on a piece of paper, and then you start branching out from that, and you start thinking of every story, every example, every teaching point, every, everything you know about this one topic. You're brain so,
0: dumping, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just everything. Now, let me interject real
0: quick, because yep. if somebody doesn't know what a mind map is, A, shame on you. B, it'll change your life. And three, yes, I did it like that, A, B, and three, Um <laughs> It's very easy to, you know, there's there's a lot of free software. My personal favorite is xmind.net. You can also use MindMeister, mind, M-E-I-S-T-E-R.com. There's a lot of them out there. I use these constantly in my business to map everything out. It'll change your life. It is very, very similar to an outline. So if you're, if mind maps are just a little too foreign for you, you can do the exact same thing with just, you know, a general outline. But continuing on the mind map process, because I still, that's, that's how I wrote uh, one of the books that I wrote. Um, I love that. So brain dump, mind map it, connect it all together.
1: Yep. So the, w- when you're mind mapping, that's the point where people, a lot of our students go from like, I maybe could, like I could write 15 pages on this to I have three books, I just got to figure out which one I'm going to write now, right? Like okay. really going through that, people will, will find if you just trust me and spend 15 to 30 minutes on this, you'll find that you know way more about it than you think. And then what you're able to do transitioning into the sex, the second step is that you take those groups and groups of ideas and you organize those into kind of sections. Okay. So you, you, this is starting to form your outline. So you start to group those common themes and then you have like all these sections and then you break those down further into chapters. Mm-hmm. So then you go that. And then the third step is right. So that's, that's simple enough. But the way we, The way we suggest you do that is you repeat this process over and over chapter by chapter. So when we wrote that 225-page book in a week, we did this whole mind map, then outline, big picture outline, chapter by chapter. Then we would sit down for every chapter, and we would mind map everything we knew about that chapter. We'd spend twelve minutes doing that.
0: You just keep on chunking it down. Yeah, spend
1: ten minutes on the outline, then we spend an hour and a half writing the chapter, and then you just repeat that over and over and over again. That's
0: awesome. So let me um, expand on that because here's how I wrote my book, and it was exactly like this. So, Mm -hmm. um, and by the way, when I say I wrote my book, uh, I, I never tell people what this book was, but I created this book and I licensed uh, another well-known author uh, his name because it was a topic he had not written about. And as opposed to ghostwriting for that person for a fee, instead I pay him a royalty for the, uh, for the book because I wanted, I wanted his social capital. I put it on there, um, but it's a book that I wrote, I own copyrights for and everything else. So by the way, this can be done in a lot of ways. There's a lot of cool things you can do with self-publishing. That being said, what I did is I had a general idea of what I wanted it to be about. I did I mind mapped it. And let's just say I don't remember how many chapters, that's maybe that's 10 that's chapters. That's and then um, as exactly what you just said, I had a kind of an unwell-formed kind of idea. And then I would just turn that idea into a sentence. And then I would put another sentence and another sentence and another sentence. And they weren't necessarily strung together correctly. But then once I turned that kind of into an outline, all I had to do was go in and connect those sentences and before I knew it I had a really good book and it's a like following I didn't even know your steps but it is exactly how I wrote mine and it probably took me about 2 to 3 weeks to finish it out
1: That's awesome man yeah. that's great
0: So I love what you're saying so far So three steps to write in the book Okay but but now what if you don't feel as though you're a great writer do you like do you recommend folks find an editor
1: Yeah well so we You know, that's the thing. Some people are better at speaking stuff out. So if you actually go through this three-step process, you you can speak out chapter by chapter all your thoughts, and then you can have that transcribed. And then that takes away the intimidation of staring at a blank Word doc, right? And then you have something to at least work with. When we did The Productive Person, we self-edited. So we read through it twice, and that's what we considered editing. (laughs) And I mean, the book took off, and then it made enough money to hire an editor later and, and do the update and revise version, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you don't have to pay a professional editor. Um, you can self-edit yourself or you can find an, an editor on Elance and, and get them to do a copy edit or something like that.
0: Yeah, and, and uh, those have, editors are actually pretty cheap. I'm, I've got it going on right now and I've got about, you know, for one of my clients, he's got about 25 pages in each chapter and I think they're charging me 50 to 75 bucks per chapter. Edit. Right. I'm not talking about just proofreading. I'm talking about full blown editing, and they're doing mm-hmm. a great job. So it's out there. You can do it really cheap. Okay, so Definitely. writing the book, um, we've just proven that it's not that challenging. Uh, and there's a lot of steps in between, right? Between writing it and getting it all done, the cover and all this other detail stuff. And that's why people are going to rush out and you know purchase your book. And in uh, your home study course and all that other stuff you've got. I'll give you guys the links at the end. But uh, <laughs> like it's a big surprise. Chandler does have a system that you can invest in if you want to learn how to do this. However, as is always the case on Bacon Wrap Business, one of the things that I like these, you know, these episode, episodes to do is to feel as though they are already paid. So I want, uh, you know, I'm going to ask you for some other strategies that maybe you normally charge for, some of the juiciest stuff, because I want people to come away from here actually just really excited to, to jump into this. So let's talk about um, things that you recommend, not things that you necessarily did and already talked about before, but let's say I wrote a book today, and I didn't know a lot about this, and the book is, oh, I don't know, how to uh, how to grow your business using direct response marketing, right? It's a topic I love. What mm-hmm. would you tell me to do, besides what you've already said before, and list people in the help? What do I do to help launch this book? Get it off the ground. Give me something that you normally charge for some best practices that are just like, man, you got to hear this. this is awesome.
1: Yep. So what would your purpose be for the book? Are you, are you focused on book sales? Are you focused on build the business on the back end? What, what's your main purpose there?
0: Okay, let's say my interest was to let's say my interest was to establish thought leadership, to, to get readers to, to read the book and go I need to. I, I need to find out more about this guy, enter my sales funnel, and become a client of mine.
1: Cool. Great. So I, I love that angle. Uh, I think that's a
0: pretty common theme with a lot of the folks listening to this, a lot of consultants, a lot of experts, a lot of business owners who are like, man, I, I want to get I want to get people to buy more of my stuff and how yep. what do I do? Because otherwise you float it out there and your mom and your grandma buy it. <laughs> you know? Right,
1: right. Okay, so what I would do there is once you have the book, um, obviously you do some of the positioning stuff we talked about earlier. But what we do, um, and this is one of our best tricks, is we get the audio book recorded, and then we give away the audio book in the first page of the book. Yeah. So people that drives a ton of leads. We capture fifty to seventy percent of book buyers' leads using an audio book, and a lot of people are using like PDFs, checklists, all this really lame stuff that nobody cares about. Like at the beginning of their for their call to action or for their lead capture, um, so I, I would have you do an audio book. Actually, you can just find someone on Elance that is a professional voice talent that'll do it for four hundred bucks or something like that. You can also
0: go to is it ACX?
1: Yeah, I, I I'm not huge on that. Okay, uh, they'll they'll try to either take fifty percent of your book royalties or. Yeah. Um, they'll, I've heard of them just charging kind of astronomical amounts.
0: Okay, I haven't used ACX in the past for this, but um, I, I was familiar with
1: it. We'll okay. se- we sell through them, so even though we give the audiobook away for free, mm-hmm. the audiobook will pay for itself really quickly through oh. ACX sales and right. through all that. And you get ACX will pay you what they call a bounty, uh-huh. which is like basically you're acquiring a customer for them. So if someone's searching through the Amazon store or your email list and they they sign up for Audible because of your book, like they want to get your book, then they actually pay you 50 bucks a bounty for acquiring that customer. Mm -hmm. It's like just another way to make money off the audiobooks. But the way I would use it to drive your business is, so we put it at the first first page of the book and people can actually click the look inside feature so they can opt in without even buying your book, which is awesome. Plus, if you're trying to build a relationship with them, a lot of people if they're busy and they, they want to learn direct response marketing, you know, they don't even have time to read a book, nor maybe do they want to read the book. So now you just gave them an audio book they can listen to on their drive and they're happy about that. They're in your funnel. You can follow up with an autoresponder that, you know, leads to more business, maybe pitches them on an upsell, all that stuff. And and it just it's a way to pump, you know, these billions of people inside Amazon, kind of just Curve out and funnel out leads out of Amazon and out of that ecosystem.
0: You're right. You're absolutely right. Cool. So, uh, audio book. And, you know, here's, a, here's one of the other little tips that you, you, you kind of touched on this, but it, you know, I, I think it's really poignant right here. So you said, so if, if, if you want to speak the book, you can. So you can come up with these ideas. Like, so chapter one, you've got all your notes there, and maybe you're not a good writer, but you can talk and you can have it transcribed and then turned into a book. So, you could take, let's just say, chapter one, and you're, you're, you're recording this for your transcriptionist and then for your editor. However, those recordings can be the audiobook version. It doesn't have to be perfect. The audiobook can be kind of the raw, as long as it's good quality, it can be raw. You don't have to do it again. And I've done this with some clients of mine where they had, you know, one of them had like a really high value webinar. And it was it wasn't a sales webinar, it was just all content about real estate investing. So what mm-hmm. I did is I, I edited the the transcript. I got it transcribed for the webinar. I edited it so that it made sense and uh, took out uh, some of the ums and ahs, et etc. And then the the bribe the opt-in bribe on the page one was get the it, you know, get the the video. The, it was actually a video webinar. I get the video and audio of this um, you know of this training. Yeah. That the book was out of so we didn't even reinvent That's the wheel. Great. We just took the raw stuff like. You know, yeah, speak it, then go back to it, make that the bride. It doesn't
1: have to read the book word for word. And sometimes that's great. And it can be even better, yeah, Brad. I love that because a lot of your listeners maybe they have a blog, maybe they have a podcast, maybe they've done webinars, maybe they, they even have a course. Mm-hmm. All, th- all of that's a book, right? Like the book that just hit number one for me today on Amazon is a 10,000 foot view of my course like so we just took all of our best stuff and put it in the book like it was already the book was already created it created itself
0: yep and that yeah it's beautiful and then you can you know the fact that it's raw you can you know you can actually use that as a um, oh what do you call it I mean you can use it as, as a you know kind of that value added like listen to the raw like
1: Get
0: yeah, free. yeah. You know, people like that, the behind the curtain, how I create Anti-sell kind of. Plus, what I also just said about how we did this before, you don't have to do it from the beginning. If you are already cre- an expert out there, you're creating a lot of content, you've got a podcast, you've got blogs, you got all this other stuff. Just take what you've got and then take that and turn it into the books. So let me give you one of the things that I will be doing. I just haven't actually sat down to do this yet, is writing a book based upon the podcasts, and the shows that I've got. I've got a lot of topics I cover, and I solve a lot of problems for people. However, a lot of my shows are about an hour long, and there's a lot of just uh, cross-talk and fluff that I don't want to just transcribe those and put them into a book, but I could very easily take, make it like the best of bacon wrap business, and like today we're talking about self-publishing. The last episode I did was on YouTube advertising, so I could create a short chapter, maybe be five pages long, I have the transcript to it, by the way, of, uh, you know, the top Advice on running YouTube ads, and the top advice for running, you know, for um, self-publishing a book or doing X, Y, Z. And then after every single chapter, this says, "Click here if you'd like the the full audio yep. to this chapter." Now, of course, they can always just go listen to it on iTunes or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I can still just use that as the audio bribe. Yeah, and um, that's really powerful. I just want people to understand that you're not hindered by. It doesn't have to be as much
1: work as they think it is. Yeah, and it's funny you mentioned that, Brad. That's what Gary Vee's doing right now. Oh, Gary Like, he's doing the Ask Gary Vee show, and it's, you know, he's coming off a Jab, 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 Right Hook. And the Ask Gary Vee show is basically a bunch of jabs, and he he's openly admitted this. Like, the right hook is going to be the Ask Gary Vee book.
0: Yes, buy my book. Absolutely. <laughs> For all you listeners out there, I will be asking you. <laughs> to buy my book when it comes out, I will be asking you to help me design the cover, the title, and all of this other stuff, and I will be asking for your help because that's that's how we do this in the sharing economy. So um, that's awesome. Okay, cool. So we've talked about the three steps to getting it written. We've talked about the uh, you know how to build leads from that. Well, what you know using the audio, the bribe, especially early on, and maybe after every single chapter. Let's talk about other ways to promote the book. Uh, let's say you don't have a list. You don't have an email list. You're an expert in whatever, and but you're sitting there going, I don't know what to do. Besides the stuff that you've already talked about, is there any other book promotion strategies that you necessarily recommend or that are like, man, this is great. This is a good way to get you know, a ton of people buying the book that most people don't talk about. And if there's not, that's cool. But if there is, still did not do this gender.
1: Yeah, let's let's do it. So, I, I think the biggest mistake that people make is they try to focus on doing everything mm-hmm. and, and not distilling down to what what really matters. So, for us, I think if you're a first time author, that's the free to paid route. Doing that, rocking out reviews, targeting your keywords, targeting your categories. Um, we use Buck Books. That's a great way when your book is ninety nine cents. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. Right. I interviewed. Um, so I interviewed Matt Stone. Uh, one of the partners in buck books on the uh, episode. I'll put a link there. You got to go check out Matt stone, killing it on Amazon, killing your blog and then killing it on Amazon. Um, yeah. And, and, buck books is a tremendous resource. I've actually put several of my clients into the buck books promotion and um, they, they've been tremendous.
1: He's, those he's guys crazy. rock it. They, they, it's one of the, it, that's the thing. Like a lot of those sites just really suck and they don't, they mm-hmm. try to get you to pay for them, and then they don't deliver any results. Yep. I love Matt's business model, mm-hmm. and, and those guys are making great money, but they deliver. Yeah. You know, I'm sure you've seen with the books you put on there. You put them on there, and you get some sales, like a yep. lot. <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. You can go to, I think it's buckbooks.com, uh, but also listen to that episode with, uh, with Matt on here. So um, let me ask you a question about the free-to-pay promotion right now. So mm-hmm. there are a lot of sites out there. There's a lot of Facebook uh, pages and other people have lists who their entire thing is like you know free ebook like we're building a list of people who want free ebooks do you yep. submit to these various pages directories communities without the book is free or do you just make it free tell your friends and let the chips fall with
1: yeah we do so we um we we submit to these sites and um trainingauthors.com has a great resource mm-hmm. where they have like They've distilled the best free sites and the best free Facebook groups um, and the forums and stuff like that. And so some of those better ones will move the needle. Mm-hmm. And so like with this most recent book that we were doing, we did a soft free launch because um, we're using this as, as leads to lead into self-publishing school. Um Kind of like, kind of like Jeff Walker used launch to launch PLF. Yep. So we did the the free launch since last Thursday, and we did four days at free, and we promoted to all these free sites, all these, all that stuff. So we used that to kind of take advantage of that, and we got super high on the free charts and got thousands of downloads that way in a few days. And then we switched over to ninety nine cents, and now we're doing buck books and we're doing other stuff um, to promote. So that's kind of how like you can leverage those. To do well, and then you can leverage the other stuff when you switch to paid, and yep. the, it's just kind of the whole part of the whole strategy.
0: Cool, I love that. Um, let's talk about a couple other ways that you can use your book besides selling it on Amazon. I got, yeah, you know, I've got multiple uh, episodes and strategies and stuff and, you know, that you can find out about. Okay, once it's on Amazon, what to do? Let's talk about what to do with your book now. Some creative strategies about getting business, about using that to get your foot in the door, about using that to build that credibility. Um, what do you do once that book's out there? Do you have any other strategies for folks? Yes.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, there's a ton of ways to, this is where I really get excited is the back end, right? Mm-hmm. Like beyond just candle sales. Um, so one thing a lot of people aren't doing is the list building, which is kind of what we talked about, but we did a perma free book, so Amazon mm-hmm. they won't let you do a book for free on a- on Amazon, but, but you can they will. System. Yeah, you can price match. Yep. So we price matched, and we use that to pump tons of leads and to sell our other books. Um, and so then that leads into all kinds of other stuff. So that's one way. I mean, then we we have the course, we have all that on the back end, um, for some of those books. But then we've had people use it to. Do more speaking, more coaching. You know, you you book your speaking gig and then include hundred copies of the book, and you can charge a grand or two more. You know, like use that as a selling piece to sell your book. Right. I mean, I mean to sell your your speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've had people easily pay for the course doing that. Um, speaking of that, do you have
0: any of the what's the biggest student success story that you can think of? Because uh, you came out with self publishing school um, not too long ago, right? Yeah and then year. um you've got like a tremendous student uh success percentage right so what what is it you you were telling me that a 50% or something crazy Yeah
1: we're we're close to 60% now which is insane 60% what what is the That's like that's like actually writing and publishing a book
0: Yeah that's huge that's huge <laughs> Yeah so 60% of the people who purchase and invest in your uh, self-publishing school actually get their stuff done and they get it out there that's half the battle that's awesome i mean very few people who who sell training programs can even come close to that uh success yeah percentage. I
1: mean, b- barely anybody gets 10 percent of people to even open their course right I mean, yeah bingo <laughs> just the, to give kind of perspective for the audience who's like well 60 percent that's not that's not a done deal like <laughs>
0: yeah exactly that's not 100
1: <laughs>
0: yeah but that's a lot of horses drinking that water so um Okay, so, so that's great. But let's talk about – is there any student that you're really proud of their success because they just
1: really get some awesome stuff with what they learned with you? Oh, yeah. Um, one of our students, Lise Cartwright, uh, she's crushing it. She's making a couple grand passive income a month uh, with books. But more importantly, like she's getting to do less client work. And she's on a seven-week book writing challenge where she's writing a book a week for seven weeks. So what's,
0: her, what's her topics?
1: Uh, on outsourcing and on freelancing and how to, how to do that well and how to make side money doing that. Um, So she's really crushing it and she's already gotten like seven books out since joining our program. I think she's coming up on number eight. That's crazy. Um, Steve Windsor, he's, he's put out, he's written three fiction books. So we're talking like novels. So this guy's building like an empire which fiction's a way more long-term game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's building an empire, and, and he's got a nonfiction book that he just put out. Um, he's crushing it there. One of our students is Zul Um he's, he's crushing it. He's, um, he's been helping out Pat Flynn with his new book um, based off of kind of the success of his first book. Um, Zul's book, he got in touch with Pat and, like, helping him out. And then uh, Kelsey Humphreys, she wrote a book called Ghost Solo. And uh, she she said that she's already paid for the course and, and speaking and coaching stuff, but she got endorsed by Barbara Corcoran of Shark Tank. Wow! Do you know J- how she did that? What's that? Do you know how she did that? Oh yeah, she hustled, um, hustled and, and and did a lot of emailing and like you know she's a woman entrepreneur, so she played that card, um, and and was able to get that review. And John Acuff reviewed her. She's been on Entrepreneur dot com like she she's just hustling it but that's a classic example of what i love which is she's using the book as a calling card for a lot of other doors being open
0: that's beautiful and that's the way you know that's the way you do this there's so many doors that can be opened with you know with your own book um for any of my listeners out there who want uh, another strategy there's i did an episode and i'll link to this with mike kannings and Mm. mike had a you know, Mike had just a tremendous strategy talking about how to, um, you know, once your book is on Amazon, but the physical version, you know, buy that book as a gift. If, if, there's, if there's an individual that you're trying to, a CEO of a company or somebody else that you're trying to get a hold of, buy that book as a gift-wrapped wrapped gift and mail it to their yep. office or mail it to them and say, listen, I'd love to have, you know, for you to have a copy of this. There's an idea inside page 63 I think you could use. Uh, there's a lot of strategies you can use with um, – with, with, with your own book, with things you can publish. And if you get good at this, you can do something like I have done. So I have reached out to potential clients who are consultants and experts. And, uh, you know, actually, if they're already authors, I don't do this. But uh, other business owners, and we're talking about ways I can potentially help them. And if, if they don't have a book, but maybe they've got other content that I can repurpose... It is the easiest thing in the world to go in there and publish them. You can start your own publishing company because most people have not done what you're about to do, which is, you know, or doing, learning about self-publishing, maybe investing in Chandler's course and saying, okay, I know how to do this. You don't have to do it for yourself. You can do it for other people. And when you help somebody publish a book, which oftentimes can be like a lifelong dream of theirs, they love it. And they're like, yeah, this is so great. If you get the bestseller status in their category, don't think that you've got a halo around your head. Now you can say, <laughs> how else can I help you grow your business? You're like, well, what yeah. else have you got? I mean, that, that's that been the way that I've gotten most of my, my clients. I don't advertise for clients cold. I don't need to. I go really deep with my clients. And um, it's just, there, there's just so many opportunities that you can, that are open to you when you do something like this. And, dude, you're, I love the fact you're 21 years old. You've got how many books out from yourself? Is it four? Or
1: Yeah, four, like, legit books. Right. <laughs> and then we have a couple more that are short books or, you know, easy to put out or whatever. But, like, four four really good ones. Right.
0: And especially with Kindle, but also with Create Space, the physical version of mm-hmm. what Amazon's got, it doesn't have to be 225 pages. You can have a 50-page book. It can be less than that. Yeah, it be, yeah. It doesn't really matter as long as it's out there. And um, you know, I, so I told my 21, soon to be 21 year old cousin, Michael. Michael, you better be listening this far and not, a, you know, be off playing Xbox or something by now. But <laughs> uh, like I told him, if you're going to be out looking for a job, uh, especially in corporate, uh, let's just say you're looking to be a, a salesperson, and uh, you want to get a uh, you know leg up. You want to look good when you send your resume to somebody. Well, if you send your resume to somebody, I've told several of my friends who are in corporate who are looking for jobs to do this, and to to this date, not one has done it. I totally would if I was back in that world, which was, okay, I want to be in sales. I could write a book or hire somebody to write a book about best practices in sales, how to keep a customer for life, how to prospect and how to sell without being sleazy. It doesn't matter. Come up with a sales topic. And you can hire somebody to write this if you don't do it yourself, and really cheaply. Sales books are a dime a dozen, and so is sales wisdom. Publish it. Put your name on it. Get it out there. Because when you send your resume to a hiring uh, manager, every single one of those hiring managers is going to Google you before they interview you. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. Now, do you want to be just... Okay, they don't find anything except your Facebook page with you, you know, doing uh, cake stands at the fraternity party? <laughs> or do you want to say, oh, well, we're thinking about hiring this guy for a sales position. Oh, he wrote a book on sales. It doesn't matter if the only reviews are your mom, your uncle, and your, your cousin Jed. You've got a book on yeah. the topic that you want to be seen as the expert in. I guarantee you you're on the short list to be interviewed. Um, what you do after that is up to you. But pick a topic you want to be seen as an expert in and either learn enough about it to write a book or hire somebody or interview an expert who is, put your name on it, co-write it, boom, there you go. Game over. I mean, I, that's why I love this topic so much because there's so many things you can do with it.
1: Yeah, and and like you said, once you, once you do it, once you realize that it's a duplicatable process and it's so easy, and then you're like a magic maker, mm-hmm. like... I have an instant inroad to any entrepreneur on the planet because chances are they either have a book or they want one, and I'm I'm like the magic man that can make that happen, right? Yeah,
0: I may write a book tonight. Why not? <laughs> yeah, but you literally could uh, with the tools out there. I, I could write. I could easily write like 15 pages about some kind of trouble that I wanted to write. It doesn't really matter, uh, and I could have it published on Kindle. It would be okay. What is today? Today is, uh, is today Tuesday. It's Tuesday about five o'clock p.m. My time, and I could probably be a published author on Thursday, realistically.
1: Yeah,
0: a lot. like published. If I if I didn't really care about quality and I just wanted to get it out there, and guys, the sky's the limit. You just got to kind of know the steps, and that's what you know. You've provided with self-publishing school and your book. Uh, before b- before we get into plugging that and uh, you know talking to all these people about reaching their back pocket and pulling out the credit card and buying whatever you had to sell because they should. Um, is there anything else that we're leaving out? Is there anything else that's really cool and juicy that you'd like to to leave folks with about why they should, you know, why they should either invest in their education by themselves or with you? Are we leaving anything else out or have we covered it all?
1: I mean, I, I really like what you were just touching on with like, what we were talking about with sending someone your book, you know, it's a glorified business card. It's a, it's a foot in any door, but really the, the magic man stuff we were talking about, like if you're trying to get it, like I, I got in with John Lee Dumas because of, I was like, Hey man, your, your lead capture on your book can be a lot better. Let me fix it for you. Mm -hmm. You know? And like now I'm uh, being interviewed on this podcast next week. Like, I just kind of want to touch on like, There's a lot more that – like you can leverage a book in so many ways and and doing that – doing your first book is the first step to all that.
0: Absolutely. Okay, Let me ask you two more questions that I ask everybody. Um, A, what do you think is the biggest unexploited opportunity out there that you see right now, whether it's to do with books or anything else? Is there anything you're kind of excited about? You only tell your your closest friends over – you know, beers at a mastermind you would never reveal to the masses that you're going to reveal right now.
1: I would say I've, I've had my eye peeled on doing a, a, a Udemy um, Udemy book combo. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of synergy there.
0: So buy the book and then enroll in a Udemy course.
1: Yeah, just just create the Udemy course off of the book, yep. then leading straight into that in the sales funnel. Mm-hmm. You know, using the Udemy course to sell the book, all that because. Yep. Cross-platform, like Udemy, Amazon, iTunes with podcasts, like once you know the rules to the game, you can do anything. Like the same way I would rank a book is the way you would rank your podcast is the way you would rank a Udemy course, right? Agreed. So so there's a lot of synergy there, and I think that that someone's going to do that and really knock it out of the park and and be able to make a lot of money and then add an even bigger back end.
0: Yeah, I love that. Okay, last question. What's a nut that you're trying to crack in your business right now? And I don't mean we want to get more customers. Uh, like something that you're, I'm not talking about, you know, what's something that you want more of that you're already doing? What's a nut that you're trying to crack and you're either looking for resources, looking for skills, looking for people who know how to do that? This is where you're basically asking myself, my listeners, to uh, turn on their earballs and ask us you know, to know if they can help you.
1: Yeah, so I'm systematizing and scaling. That's okay. that's where we're at. So to, for me, I'm really recognizing that as an entrepreneur, um, growing this thing to the next level, I need to get my systems locked down. Mm-hmm. We're also uh, we've already got some help, but like hiring more like VAs and people to put in the system and stuff like that. Right. So I've been reading books like Work the System and the E and stuff oh, like that. Work the system's great. Oh, they're, they're great, man. I'm still in this, like, I'm. That that is a nut I'm trying to crack. Like, systems don't come naturally to me. So, like, really working hard to reverse that and to get good at it. Because I spend so much time doing that, like, the, the system aspect is something I really need to focus on to be able to take this thing to the next level.
0: Right. Yeah, and my biggest, speaking from experience, I'm the exact same way. Like, my I need systems in my business, but I'm not the one to build them. Uh, yeah, I'll, I may, I may just do them naturally. But if you ask me to document them, uh, I've got too much ADD. Uh, yeah. I definitely say don't, don't do them yourself. Hire somebody to come in and just document your processes. And there's a lot of folks out there who are really good at this. A lot of people from corporate. A lot of people who've written SOP books. Like you can, if you if you search like Elances et cetera and folks who have uh, who've. A lot of people aren't going to say, "Hey, I'm a systems guy who's going to do all this." But you can search for people who have skills in writing standard operating procedures and doing all this other stuff who are out of work and need help, um, and just have them, you know, hire them to come in and just document the things you're doing. I, I know one of my clients. I told them to do that. And it made a, you know, tremendous, tremendous difference in his business because once those systems were documented, he, you know, it just kind of keeps that person on retainer to whenever he comes up with something new and um but yeah it's systems are one of the the biggest keys to getting it to the next level especially after you know you get everything done just with brute force and (laughs) late so we all know what that's like
1: i i love how much you're hustling right now brad Cause I get your email updates on like Saturday afternoon, Sunday morning, like podcast dropping and stuff, and it's funny because I'm hustling at the same time, and those are kind of so like I think we're totally on the same page with that. But yeah. brute force, you know, it's, it's like it, it'll get you somewhere, but it's like that's where I'm at. It's like all right, my Sometimes brute force, I got to systematize that. <laughs>
0: Sometimes you gotta exactly. So um, man, this has been great. I really like the stuff you've shared. There's, uh, you know, some of the big, my big takeaways from this. Uh, well, A, it was a reminder. I kind of knew this, and I had never personally done this. I told a couple clients to do it. They really didn't do it. But I love the whole uh, get people involved in helping to design the cover, to design the name, to design, you know, to ask them questions and get them, you know, get your, you know, your, your most hyper-responders, the ones, get them a vested yeah. interest in getting this book. Because they're the ones who will, they'll go out and tell people because they've had a part of that that's huge. Everybody has a circle of friends and followers and, and, and other folks. Uh, I love, hey, hey, Brad?
1: Yeah. Juicy tip. I think your people are going to really like this. Uh-oh. I hear it. So if, if on, that, on that note, if, if you have a celebrity or if you have a, a following, like my brother plays in rock and roll band Need to Breathe and they have a pretty good following. Cool. For one of our book launches, we surveyed them and, and had them apply to become part of our launch team. Really? So we, we formed a 100-person launch team of volunteers that we managed in a Facebook group, and these were all people who just loved him, loved what we were doing, and they were like a 100 just action takers. They were getting this on the radio and the newspaper, like all over podcasts and blogs and everything, and we just managed them in a Facebook group and gave them a weekly assignment, and they blew up that book. So if you have any sort of following, that's like the low-hanging fruit that you can really use to maximize your book.
0: I agree. And, you know, there's – people love to be a part of a movement. They love to be part of something else. People's lives, for the most part, are boring as hell. It's them to be something part of it. Like, oh, man, they'll gravitate towards that. So that's an awesome point. You know, the other other stuff that – yeah, I really like the 30-second thank yous, just going the extra mile, gorilla-style – Asking people for the reviews, for their support, for sharing. Uh, I do that with my listeners here. I'm, I'm going to plead to you if you're still listening. Share this episode on your Facebook machine and your Twitter uh, machine and all of that, the Google machine, if you use that. Uh, share it with other people. Like, hey, I've not listening you guys. You guys are part of my tribe. So you're doing the exact same thing. When people share it, when they review your book, send them extra thank yous. That's so powerful for people to do, man. I appreciate your, your time on here, and I encourage every single one of you guys out there to go get the book. Um, book launch. I'm going to give you guys a link so you can go get it. It'll be in the show notes if you're watching it on iTunes, um, and if it's going to be uh, you know the blog post if you're listening to it there. If you are, if you're interested in learning how to do this for yourself, or like I said, for other people. You can also, you know, learn this. It's a tremendous skill to have. It's only getting easier and more lucrative, and you never know what door it's going to open. If you have any questions, how do people uh, get a hold of you? Is there a, you want to give it an email or a contact information?
1: Yeah, so they can reach me at chandler at productiveperson dot com, um, or I'm I'm launching a sick just four video training series. It's totally free. Teaches a lot of expands on a lot of the stuff that we were talking about um, today, and that's self-publishingschool.com.
0: I love it. I love it. And once more, links will be in the show notes. If you are listening on iTunes, hit that subscribe button if this is the first time you're you're listening to this, because you will get all of the other juicy epi Other people have episodes here at Bacon & Business. It's an epi because I'm crazy. And I want you to... Uh, you know, I want you to go over to my website. You'll get a link. If you if you want a second opinion on your marketing strategy, your ideas, I'm uh, going to tell you they're, they're crazy or they're awesome and give you some ideas on how to do this. You can ask for a second opinion. I'm more than happy to hook you up on that. Maybe there's a chance for us to work together. Maybe I can introduce you to somebody. And if you want to email me your questions, thoughts, ideas, or, uh, or the recommendations for topics, you can always reach me at askbrad at baconwrappedbusiness.com. Um, Chandler, man, I really appreciate your time today. You really delivered the sizzle, and I look forward to uh, seeing you. You're here in San Diego, right? Yes, sir. Badass. Well, we got to hang out sometime soon, and uh, I'm sure we will see each other around, talk some more book marketing and uh, other topics. Till next time, everybody, if you got a problem, uh, wrap that thing in bacon, and uh, it should be okay. Chandler, thanks again. I appreciate you.
1: Thanks, Brad. Thanks for having me, man.
0: Absolutely.